And that is how easily the abundance in chicken form can come and join your life. Ever wonder what your animals are trying to tell you? How to decipher those looks, barks, meows, and interesting behaviors? Join me as I share numerous animal communication encounters in some bizarre unfoldings. Jump into unique stories that will open your mind to the depths in which the animals that share our world are looking to connect. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Chatting with Chickens and other wonderful animals. I hope that each of you are having a tremendous day so far today. All right, so jumping into today's episode, we're going to be looking at just the amazing beans, which are chickens. And for any of you out there who have chickens, you don't need to listen to this episode. Well, you'll still find it interesting, but you know how amazing chickens are. You know how cool and just special those sentient beings and chicken forms can truly be and how they can show up. Today, I'm going to share a few fun stories connecting with the chickens at our home on our property and how they've shown up in some really, really spectacular and mind-blowing ways to support the energy of our home and to support the energy for our family, our crew. I think when we start back with this, I'm going to share a bit about Fezzik. I mentioned Fez a little bit in Humperdinck's episode. However, Fezzik was our first rooster. He was from our first batch of baby chicks. He was one of the first beans in chicken form to bless our property. And wow, what what a beautiful soul he was. This was the first unfolding where I never knew I could have a relationship like I did with a rooster. If you would have told me 10 years ago that I would have relationships with roosters that are similar to the relationships you have with your dogs, maybe even a little more significant in some of the teachings or lessons that have come forward with them, I wouldn't have believed you. I feel chickens and roosters, they are just an animal that doesn't get enough recognition for the power that they actually possess and just stamina and sacredness. They're truly, truly beautiful and unique souls. With Fezzik, I learned from him how to listen in a more subtle way. Fez was, oh, Fez was a big rooster. So Fezzik was a cuckoo maline, if I'm saying that right, breed. So a heritage breed of chickens. 
that are quite, quite large. They're very hardy type of chicken, but they're also very docile. They're very friendly. He was beautiful. He was super protective with the flock, but he was also nice with humans and other animals, which was really awesome. And he was very respectful with our hens. The first time I connected with Fez, just out of nowhere, he walked right up to me. And this rooster was, you know, was friendly, like would come and eat out of your hands, but he wasn't affectionate like Gloria was or Zelly turned out to be. He just was more of that rooster archetype. And so the one time he came up and then he just leaned his chest into my hand and he just lay down and I could tell he was tired. He was out of sorts. With this being our first go with chickens, I was like, something's not right with him. He's, he's not okay. And he specifically went out of his way to do something that he knew would get my attention, which I appreciated so much. When I was looking him over and checking, I noticed that he had mites. And this was something that I didn't know about chickens, that it is easy for them to get different things like this. And so we were able to do a diatomaceous earth bath for all of the chickens and bring in some things to help prevent these things from happening. And it actually grew some practices from there. I wouldn't have really known to look for that if he didn't come up and connect in this way. And then from there just unfolded a really, really beautiful connection. You know, having chickens, you're going to learn a lot depending where you live. Like we are on a farm setting where there is coyotes, there's weasels, there's falcons, there's hawks, there's a lot of animals that are looking for food and chickens are a number one food source for all of them. And so there's that keeping them safe and journeying through the process of having such a beautiful animal, but also knowing that sometimes these animals are going to transition when other animals are needing something to eat. There is a few times where there was some losses with the animals and Fez would just come and sit with me or I would be sitting with them because we would just be grieving or connecting or sometimes I would do a session for the chickens just to help release the energy if there was a coyote or any fear or any shock from the situations. And when I would be sitting there connecting in, Fez would come up and just lay down and he would lay with his, you can't see me right now, but I'm putting my hand on my thigh, but he would lay with his crop, his chest, just on my leg. It wasn't like he was cuddling in, but there was just this known energy that he could rest and I would take over watch if something stressful had happened. And this is where huh, it makes me like tear up a little when I talk about it, but this is where that sense of profound divine connection really started to unfold. We're used to these relationships with our dogs 100%. I think dogs do a really great job at showing a deep connection. But when you have these chickens that aren't living in the house with you, 
that, yeah, you're engaging with and you're spending time with, but, you know, they have a bit more of an instinctual self. They're doing their thing more than they're hanging out with you. It's just so breathtaking when you get to connect on that deep level with an animal that necessarily doesn't need to connect with you in that way. And you form a bond. It kind of overlaps all the layers. They're this, I'm that kind of thing. And it just connects us at that true light source level that whether it's a plant, an animal, a human, we're all connected through consciousness. It's hard to find the words to truly describe that. The other way I would really connect with Fez is I would bring my singing bowls in for the chickens. And so some of you may or may not know this. Chickens are really natural sound healers. So cats have the ability to adjust their purr to certain frequencies that can be quite healing for themselves or for their humans or other animals. And chickens, in their own way, can make a variety of different sounds and can also do their own forms of sound healing and even working with, you could say, ley lines or the energy lines of nature, the earth, and doing some balancing on that level, whether it's balancing for a property and the energy running through the property or on a deeper level. They're pretty dialed in, pretty dialed in. It's remarkable. I would love to sit with them and I would love to own with them and also play some of my crystal singing bowls with them. And it was always so cool because Fez would come and he'd lay really close to me or he'd lay on me, depending what we were doing. And then when we'd start, all of the chickens would start preening. And so preenings when they take their beak and they run it through their feathers and they do this like cleansing. Energetically, it's almost like removing that energy off too. And so when you're doing sessions for animals, they'll show you different ways that they're releasing. So it might be a yawn, it might be soft eyes or rolling. All of these signs are just showing of things shifting, releasing, moving, energy, harmonizing. The chickens would all do the preening and then they'd all lay down and they would just drop into the zone. And it was so tranquil and wonderful and connected. Moving on, the day did come where it was Fezzik's time to transition. He lived, I believe he was just over six when his time came forward. And how we knew is Humperdinck and Inigo, so the kind of princes in training under Fez's wing, started to pick on him in the coop. As soon as that happened, they'd never done it before. We were like, okay, I think something's up. And so we moved him into the mudroom and he hung out with us in there, but you could just tell he was just, yeah, you could just tell his time was coming. I sat with him and on the day he let me know that he was ready to transition and we took him to the vet and the vet was so wonderful. They helped with that process. It was so fascinating. This was a mind-blowing experience. So this also just shows the layer that animals sometimes are connected that we don't know. I didn't think I should have, but I hadn't taken the time to 
show Fez where we were going, what the experience would be or any of that. I just was more in the moment of this is what we needed to do and feeling my own emotions around it. I held him in the truck the whole way there. He'd never been in a car before and he was totally fine. He just slept in my arms the whole way there. And he still he still had good energy to him. Like he wasn't good enough energy to be in with all the other chickens and the other roosters, but he was still with it. And he just slept the whole way in my arms. When we got to the vet, there were animals in the waiting room and he didn't even kick up a fight. Like he just knew. He knew what was happening. He knew what was unfolding. And he just was in alignment with that. And it was it was so hard. Don't get me wrong. It's like tearing up as I say it. It was, I love this rooster, but there's not a part of me that had any doubt that this wasn't the right course of action. And he showed that within his response and how he moved through that whole procedure and process. And even that morning, he left this one feather on the straw that we had in the mudroom. And it was just the most beautiful feather. And it's now the feather that I have tattooed on my right forearm because I know this soul just walks beside me on my yang side, my masculine side, and helps me when it comes to taking action and moving into all that I can be because he definitely showed me all that he could be. And so as if this story wasn't cool enough or good enough on its own, just with sharing this, the one tremendous thing that unfolded coming out of this, a process within our chickens that I had never, ever thought we would encounter. And so when it comes to transitioning, a lot of really, really wise teachers in my time have shown me that when energy goes, it opens up for new energy to come your way. And so sometimes certain beings are only meant to journey with us for a set period of time. It can be even the same thing for our house plants, the trees outside. Everything has its contract with us. And the same can be with animals, right? There's a reason why they come into our life. There's a part of our journey that they're meant to entangle with and be a part of. And then at some point, there's going to be that transition. And when that transition happens, there's a shift in energy. There's a shift in vibration because that soul's energy isn't there anymore. Looking back on this, one of the coolest things is just the energy that opened up on our farm when Fezzik transitioned. So Fez transitioned in February. And then so coming into that spring, the farmer that we typically got chickens from was like, hey, do you guys want to incubate? your own eggs. And I was like, I can't believe this hadn't crossed my mind before that like we could actually have babies from our own hens. Like, oh my gosh, yes, amazing. And so 
I was like, yes, like chatted with Alex. We were both like, oh my gosh, yeah, that would be wonderful. Yeah, he's like, give me about, say, 20 eggs bank on 50% fertility. That's typically how it goes. Okay, okay, yay. So we had given him 20 eggs and we had tried to let our hens hatch their own eggs. However, one of the hens were taken by a raccoon while she was broody because she wouldn't get off the nest. I do believe the raccoon was coming for the eggs, not the chicken. We haven't had too many cases with a raccoon and a chicken just that one year, but she wouldn't get off the eggs. And so that was an easy grab for the raccoon. And I know the raccoon also had babies as well up in our barn loft. So we were really hesitant on allowing our women to be broody because it just that didn't go well. We lost two hens that year. Shortly after we sent the eggs to be incubated, we also could not find one of our chickens <laughs> named Chetney. And I'm going to have to do an episode solely on Chetney because Chetney is just a chicken that everybody should know. Long short, the energy that opened up for our farm this year not only was for us to hatch our own eggs, which out of all 20, every single one took. So we didn't get 10 chicks. We got 20 chicks. And then shortly after those chicks came, Chetney came out of hiding, which she found a wonderful hiding spot. And she had 14 of her own babies. 14. And this hen was a small hen. She was not like a big girl. She was, she was not a big girl. I will definitely share a photo on my Instagram because we had them in a brooding area in our garage. And so there's a picture of her and all our babies lined up at the sliding glass door to the garage into the mudroom. And it was just so adorable. But it was also the first time our own hen actually hatched and raised her own babies. But we went to, because we that was a year coming out of a rough year with coyotes. So we went from like, I think we were down to six in total. We went from six to then 26 to then, yeah, add 14 to that, 40. <laughs> And that is how easily the abundance in chicken form can come and join your life if you don't know <laughs> where those girls are going. And this has been something that's continued to make us laugh because we've kept an eye on this in the years to come because it can happen so quickly. But Man, oh man, have our chickens gotten really good at hiding. And we had another one this last year. And Sylvie, and she came out with 10 babies. And she hid four straw bales back in this one area. Like it was crazy. And so I was telling my yoga class, you know, when I set the intention in 2022 for abundance, I guess I should have been more specific. And it's so fascinating because I'm really good at manifesting from a feeling. I don't always manifest specifically like a set goal, 
but I always look to manifest just those joyful, connected, heart-centered experiences. And I have to say, like, as much as we're like, no, no more chickens, no more chickens, this is enough. Like, we have the space. It's just a lot of chickens. Seeing a mom and her babies just sets my soul on fire. It is just the most precious, special, beautiful, cool thing to watch and observe. It never gets old, but it is, it's hard when you have too many. (laughs) But there's such great, great moms. All of this abundance started to open up in different ways after this beautiful soul, Fezzik, transitioned. And I can still feel his energy. His soul will always be with mine. We just had a beautiful connection. However, it just was so cool how things took a shift around us providing for ourselves, the chickens becoming self-sufficient, moving even past the stage of incubating our eggs to our hens just having their own and That's what's unfolded since is we don't even incubate eggs anymore. We don't even have that process. We're not even really looking to add chickens to the flock. But if they do, it's because the moms have gone and hid somewhere and decided to surprise us with some babies several weeks later. One of the things when you have the time and you have the space That can be a really sacred practice to step into. It can be emotional too. Sometimes we're maybe just not ready to see it, or we just haven't thought of looking at it in that way. Is taking the time to think, why did that soul come into my path? What was maybe their mission or purpose? And what shifted when they transitioned? Did something open up? Did another energy come in? Did they help you through a difficult time in your life or a certain age or stage that you needed some extra guidance, teachings, lessons, support? In examining that with love and compassion, you can just see the deeper layers of how we're journeying with these beautiful souls that also make up the world in which we live. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I'll be chatting with you soon. Here's our little disclaimer. Please know that these animal connections are coming in through my beliefs and filters. They're coming in through my consciousness that they are not a diagnosis or are they applicable to all animals. More simply put, these stories are meant to inspire individuals to dive deeper into the relationships with the animals in their world and all that they have to share with them.